we are collecting yarn to make wool caps for the homeless community. Drop off yarn and caps at KBOO 20 Southeast 8th, Monday through Fridays, 9 to 5. We are also looking for knitters. For more information, contact KBOO Gospel and More at gmail.com or go to kboo.fm slash gospel and more. The yarn and cap drive will end January the 31st. Coming up this morning on KBOO Next on Flashpoints, we present an encore broadcast of their Martin Luther King Jr. special. At 11, Stage and Studio highlights the Fuse Theater Ensemble's 10th anniversary celebration. And at 11.30 on Art Focus, Joseph Galavan interviews painter Elise Wagner on talks about her encaustic painting and printmaking. This is KBOO Portland. KBOO programming is made possible by KBOO listener members and support from Gazelle Consulting, providing HIPAA compliance and IT security services to businesses throughout Portland and across the West Coast including HIPAA consulting, software and risk assessments, and trainings. More information is available online at gazelleconsulting.org. Today's program, an encore presentation of a special one-hour program on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the historic Civil Rights March from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama in 1965. You'll hear a speech of Dr. King that was never broadcast until this program first aired it. I'm Dennis Bernstein with CS Song. All this straight ahead on Flashpoints. And you are listening to Flashpoints. My name is Dennis Bernstein. In early 1965, Selma, Alabama was ground zero for the civil rights movement. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. believed the time was right to secure equal voting rights for blacks. In Selma, blacks in jail far outnumbered blacks registered to vote. As Dr. King observed in his autobiography, this was not accidental. Instead, it reflected a calculated strategy to maintain white political hegemony in many areas of the South. Official violence directed against the civil rights agitators was endemic. In late February 1965, Jimmy Lee Jackson was gunned down by police during a demonstration in Marion, Alabama. Nine days later, unarmed voting rights marches were brutally beaten, tear-gassed, and whipped by helmeted state troopers and white civilians at the Edmund Pettys Bridge in Selma. Soon after, civil rights leaders began planning a huge march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. Dr. King hoped to see, in his own words, the greatest witness for freedom that had ever taken place on the steps of the capital of any state in the South. Marches set out on March 21, 1965, from Selma. Fifty-four miles and four days later, 50,000 people marched on the state capital in Montgomery, the so-called Cradle of the Confederacy. As the swelling crowd gathered to call for equal voting rights for blacks, the smell of victory was in the air. One journalist called the march the most spectacular people's movement in American race relations. But as the march ended and the throng dispersed, Dr. King wrote that 
the scent of victory in the air gave way to the stench of death. We were reminded that this was not a march to the capital of a civilized nation. We had marched through a swamp of poverty, ignorance, race hatred, and sadism. Carl Benkert, a designer from Detroit, was there. Benkert traveled to Alabama with his tape recorder and camera to record history in the making. He recorded many speeches, interactions, and songs, much or all of it which has never before been broadcast anywhere. But Carl Benkert was not just an observer. He was a marshal in the Selma to Montgomery march, charged with protecting the vanguard, including Dr. King. Busy with his duties, Benkert handed his tape recorder to a stranger, a reporter named Steve Nevis, who produced a beautifully wrought narration of what happened in Montgomery on March 25, 1965. The end of the 54-mile march from Selma to Montgomery is four blocks now from its destination up the street and a gentle hill to the state capitol in Montgomery, Alabama. There are at least 20,000 people in this procession but no one has been able to make an absolute estimate because no one has been able to see it all at once as it winds through the streets of downtown Montgomery. In the lead is Dr. Martin Luther King. Next to him, Dr. Ralph Bunch, the Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations. The whole vanguard is being protected by groups of marshals from the Civil Rights Movement, their arms locked surrounding Dr. King. Dr. King, a few moments ago, was back in the procession, three or four, four rows deep. We are told this was for his protection. There was some concern as to whether there might be some snipers. The procession has moved up to the Capitol, preceded by five army jeeps with three men each, rifles at the ready. They've been acting very much as the Secret Service does, going before the procession to check windows and generally look at the crowd, looking up constantly looking for open windows or anything which might be harmful to the procession. Right behind the army is a car carrying Chief United States Marshal Jim McShane. And he has a number of men here in plain clothes to protect against any sort of incident. Walking along with the procession is the Assistant United States Attorney General for Civil Rights, John Doerr, who has been with this problem since it erupted in Selma almost three weeks ago today. Behind the vanguard are numbers of actors and actresses who came in last night to perform for the nonviolent troops, so to speak, on a primitive stage in a muddy field at St. Jude's Hospital on the outskirts of Montgomery. The procession has now stopped temporarily halfway up Dexter Avenue leading to the Capitol. Behind about the first 15 rows are dozens and dozens of American flags, state flags, a banner which reads, Integration works in Hawaii, it can work here too. Behind that a sign which says, Canada too. And there are many more. Up ahead now, about three blocks away, is the capital of the state of Alabama. An all-white building made of masonry, and some wood, typical of southern architecture of the period. Up on the dome flies the Alabama state flag on a white field, red stars and bars, a modification of the Confederate flag which flies just below it. There is no American flag, 
flying on the Capitol here in Montgomery, and we haven't seen one all week. A couple of days ago, everyone is convinced that they saw the Confederate flag flying over the Alabama flag, but that still seems to, that since uh, seems to have been reversed. Perhaps you can sing, perhaps you can hear the group singing as they come up behind, stretching from one sidewalk to the other. Well, they're narrowing down a bit now. Singing America the Beautiful. crowds along the sidewalks here in Montgomery on the way to the Capitol. Many white people, some heckling, some making uh, signs which must be described as vulgar, but very little trouble otherwise. A great deal of silence, a great deal of interest, and there are many Negro people mixed in with the white bystanders on the curb, watching very silently for the most part. Up the hill now, about two blocks away at the Capitol, we can see the steps barricaded. There are sawhorses or horses of the sort used to keep crowds back along the steps. And behind the immediate barricade is what appears to be a phalanx of either state or county police. And setting up under the pillars are a large number of people who must be employees of the state of Alabama who work there in the state house. There is a platform set up at the foot of the steps from which there will be a program of speeches and prayers and messages, among them an address by Dr. Bunch, who, as we said a moment ago, is the Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations. A number of clergymen from throughout the country will also speak. Dr. Martin Luther King is to address the group. Yes, sir. 
The burning of our churches will not deter us. Yes, sir. We're on the move now. Yes, sir. The bombing of our homes will not dissuade us. Yes, sir. We're on the move now. Yes, sir. The feeding and killing of our clergymen and young people will not divert us. We're on the move now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The weapon release of their known murderers will not discourage us. We're on the move now. Yes, sir. Like an idea whose time has come. Yes, sir. Not even the marching of mighty armies can hold us. Yes, we are moving to the land of freedom. Yes, sir. Let us therefore continue our triumphant march uh -huh. to the realization of the American dream. Yes, sir. Let us march on segregated housing. Yes, until every ghetto of social and economic depression. Yes, sir. Dissolve the Negroes and whites live side by side in decent, safe, and sanitary houses. Yes, sir. Let us march on segregated schools. Until every vestige of segregated and inferior education becomes a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. And Negroes and whites study side by side mm -hmm. in the socially healing context of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Let us march on poverty. Let us march. Until no American parent mm -hmm. has to skip a meal so that that children may eat. Yes, sir. March on poverty. Let's march. Until no starved man walks the streets of our cities and towns. Yes, sir. In such a job that do not exist. Yes, sir. Let us march on poverty. Let us march. Until wrinkled stomachs in Mississippi are filled. Yes, and the industries of Appalachia realize and revitalize and broken lives in sweltering ghettos are mended and remolded. Mm -hmm. Let us march on ballot boxes. Yes. All right, march on ballot boxes until race beggars disappear mm -hmm. from the political arena. Mm -hmm. Let us march on ballot boxes. To the stadium misdeeds of bloodthirsty mobs, yes, sir, to be transformed into the into the waters of our nation. Yes. Tremble away in silence. Let us march on ballot until we sing to our city council, yes, sir. state legislatures, yes, and the United States Congress, yes, men who will not fear to do justly, yes, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Let us march on ballot until brotherhood becomes more than a meaningless word in an opening prayer, but the order of the day on every legislative agenda. Yes, Let yes, us sir. march on ballot boxes yes, until all over Alabama, God's children will be able to yes, walk the earth in decency and honor. Yes, there is nothing wrong with marching in this sense. Yes, the Bible tells us that the mighty men of Joshua yes, nearly walked about the walled city of Jericho. Yes. And the barriers to freedom came tumbling down. Yes, yes, sir. I like that old Negro spiritual. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho yes, in its simple yet colorful depiction. Yes, sir. That great moment in biblical history. Yes, sir. It tells us that Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Yes, sir. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Yes, sir. The walls come tumbling down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
up to the walls of Jericho. They marched with spear in hand. Go blow them ram horns just with pride. Cause the battle am in my hand. These words I have given you just as they were given us by the unknown, long dead, dark skinned originator. Some now long gone black part. Bequeath to posterity these words in ungrammatical form. Yes, sir. Yet with emphatic presence for all of us today. The battle is in our hands. We can answer with creative nonviolence the call to higher ground to which the new directions of our struggle summons us. Yes, sir. The road ahead is not altogether a smooth one. There are no broad highways that lead us easily and inevitably to quick solutions. We must keep going. In the glow of the lamplight on my desk.